Oh, there we go. I didn't have the mic on. <laughs> oh, I am a professional radio DJ. It's going to bode well for my future at Much Music. Do they still have people on Much Music? Or <laughs> do is they still just, have Much Music? Is do, they, do they still have it? Or is it just like repeats of like old MTV shows? I, I think they're called like, VJs, though. VJ, okay, got to go. Uh, sorry, closer to the mic there, Daniel. They're called VJs. Virtual VJs, jockeys. But, but it's short for... Something else that the has jazzled VG. It's a gynecological term. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Uh, this is Ink Studs, the radio show about comics. Uh, as some folks know, if you've been listening to CITR regularly these this last week, it is the funding drive. So we're doing a funding drive. Um, we're asking folks to donate money, and if you like the Ink Studs and you donate towards supporting CITR. And you mentioned that it's for Inkstuds. We have comics to give. So call in 604-822-8648. That's 604-822-8648 to donate. See how that rhymes? <laughs> Sorry, it's not a pun. Would you guys prefer if it was some kind of pun? Yep. I yep. prefer if you put it to a beat. <clears throat> Can you uh, do some white boy beatboxing for me, Daniel? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I should? <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, I'll introduce my guests this week. I am joined by, first off, uh, Daniel Gentamaso. Did I get it even remotely right? Yeah. You're lying. Gentamaso. Gentamaso. There we go. Uh, Brendan Graham. Hello, Earth. And Brian Fukushima. Hello, Earth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just not voting well. Um... <laughs> Daniel, I uh, asked to join us this week because he is launching a book tomorrow night at Dynamo Arts Association. Arts Association. There we go. Is and it pronounced Dynamo or is it Dynamo? Dynamo. Hmm. So like, the usual like way, the then. character okay. from uh, Running Man. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm just going to fail at pronouncing anything right this week. Uh, and the book is called Sandwiches, and it is a collection of uh, large form sandwiches. Uh, interpreted by a variety of different artists, including some comic book artists that I'm a big fan of. Um, why don't you uh, tell us some of the folks and tell us a little bit about the book, about your kind of idea when you start putting this thing together. <laughs> well, the idea was just to get a lot of artists to draw sandwiches, <laughs> which is exactly... Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. But there's lots of good uh, artists in here. There's people who have been on the Ink Studs program before. You got your Josh Bayer. Um, actually, that might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-page book. Yeah, there's one drawing by Josh Bayer of uh, Dagwood Bumstead. Oh, that one is amazing. It's it's not just Dagwood. It's it's bl- it's two blondies. Um, I guess my ass to ass with Dag. Their asses are Dagwood. Uh, listener discretion are, be advised. <laughs> that are eating a sandwich. It's it's kind of amazing. It's it really a it's really a beautiful. It's book. like that scene from Requiem for a Dream, but with sandwiches. But yeah. with Dagwood face ass and sandwiches it's it really <laughs> it's, it's kind of amazing that somebody came up with it and <laughs> stayed out of jail <laughs> did you just say the jail <laughs> <laughs> yeah the jail <laughs> uh yeah 
The book's 10 by 14. Uh, lots of local artists, lots of international artists. Uh, it's going to be available for the first time on Friday at uh, Dynamo, which is 6 in Ontario. 8 to midnight we have an opening. There we go. How much uh, art from the book is going to be in the show? Uh, there's about 20 pieces from the book, but the book actually has 51 artists' drawings, including the cover. Yeah. It's really an impressive book. It's, it's huge, and the printing's really nice. Yeah, and I hand-assembled them all with a couple friends and uh, screen-printed the cover on vinyl, and it's got a wraparound <laughs> dust jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is a guy from Vancouver, Brennan Kelly. Oh, yeah. uh, I forgot to mention that the there's also a gentleman in a uh, wearing a <laughs> pink suit with no shirt on underneath his blazer, uh, sprinkling oil on the two blondies with the Dagwood. And he's got things. two thumbs on one hand. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> terrifying. Thank you, Josh Bayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the nightmares. Is that piece going to be uh, one of the ones in the show? Yeah. Actually, the original's available. Um, it's quite big. It's a nice little... I want to go just to see that. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of, uh, yeah, lots of original art, a lot of just ink drawings because these were uh, digitally colored, but uh, they're beautiful drawings. Well, congratulations. I know you've been working on that book for a while. Yeah, it's been a year. (laughs) Um, You're mentioning it's hand assembled. Um, You did all the binding yourself. Just like a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. One could argue a book is a sandwich of pages. How does it taste? <laughs> but why would you? <laughs> that, like that bread. Really nice. Oh, yeah. This is a, I'm looking at a Jason Fisher image, which is quite Jade cool. Fish. It's a, it's a uh, hamburger-headed woman, and her the bun is made out of her flesh, which is kind of terrifying. Jason uh, put that up on Tumblr like right after he did it, and he's been selling posters of it. like He was selling it at Emerald City and stuff because he got kind of in trouble with a lot of people for it. Uh, the <clears throat> he it ended up on like a f- it was called fat girl art website but it was like actually run by an overweight woman i guess and uh people just thought it was really offensive to put a burger a big greasy burger head on a kind of chubby girl in a bathing suit but that's kind of what i mean a lot of times <laughs> that's what jay fish draws that's what he likes yeah, yeah. right yeah i mean isn't he kind of he's drawing his girlfriend a lot of the time <laughs> i would assume not maybe. if she has a burger head <laughs> I think that body, yeah, the body type maybe. Or yeah, no, I mean that's that's the body type that he's into, and so it's not. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very kind of fat positive. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he meant anything evil by it, but he uh, yeah, has I think the print he been doing some notoriety for has, sure. Has the print been doing well for him? Yeah, I think he sells lots of them. I think like maybe more than other things. <laughs> <laughs> he's been like really like that one. That image has been uh, uh, prolific. <laughs> Now, a reminder, folks, you're listening to Ink Studs, to call in to donate towards the funding drive, 604-822-8648. And I'm going to list off some of the comics we're giving away if you donate. If you donate $30, you can get uh, Infinite Kung Fu by Keegan McLeod, uh, Any Empire by Nate Powell, uh, Castle Waiting by uh, Linda Medley, uh, a fun package of Cinema Sewer and Sleazy Slice by Robin Bougie, Brandon's just giving me up and down pointers. Not going to tell you what he does and doesn't approve <laughs> of. Stop staring at me. I, for, for the bougie book, I just pointed to my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and a Charlie Brown Christmas book. Um, thank you to Top Shelf uh, Fanographics 
and um, Charles Schultz, Koyama Press, and Rebus Books for all donating books. Uh, at the $75 amount, you can get a package of Koyama Comics, which includes Lose Number 2, a mini-comic by Brian Fukushima. What? Serial, uh, the mini-comic. You should uh, look at it. For reals? I made it. For serials? For you to read. It's very pretty. Is it about very serial? Good. Is, it, is it being serialized? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's finished. I ran out of milk. Uh, it's uh, it's about a serial mascot, uh, and it's just a little mini-comic, and it's cute, and people liked it, and uh, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> 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 on to bigger and better things. You give them all away on fun drives? Uh, something like that. <laughs> you know that thing when you like make a thing and you're proud of it for five seconds, and then you're like, I get this out, I get this out of my sight. People are like, give me your new book. You're like, no, no one must have it. And no one like, should see this crap. <laughs> yeah, that's what I collect. Everybody's shame. Mm-hmm. It's blackmail because I'm my own parent shame. Oh, uh, eight six or six zero four eight two two eight six four eight to donate. Uh, other uh, things in the seventy five dollar package. A uh, heart of Thomas. If you donate $75, you can get that book. Uh, oh, that one didn't move yet, but that one looked really good. That one's still there. If you choose to donate, Brandon, you can have that book. I, I recommend that somebody that calls in, I don't want to take it from your fine listeners. It's a, what is it? It's a, it's a what, 1960s girls, uh, girls uh, manga about a, about a uh, gay romance in a, in a German school. It has used, it has the word Fraulein said in it while somebody is crying. So, if that's the kind of thing you're into, if, I mean, if you're a human being, right. then you should call in and ask for that. <laughs> if, you, if you like sad fraud lines. Yeah. I feel like this conversation has happened before, but there, I have no recollection of it. No, like, this it, is this is every conversation I have. I'm like, what is, the hell is wrong with you people? You don't want sad fraud line manga? They have nothing to say to you. Uh, as well, we have uh, From Hell by uh, uh, Alan. I almost said Frank Miller. That would have been good. Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. Uh, Blankets by Craig Thompson and The Very Lovely Humbug by uh, Harvey Kurtzman and uh, The Usual Gang of Idiots, um, but not The Usual Gang of Idiots because it's not a mad book. Al Jaffey. Uh, <laughs> Al Jaffey. Jaffey from Jaffe. the French. <laughs> Le Jaffey. Um, and uh, <laughs> also I have three copies left of the Horror Hangover comic zine, uh, which actually Daniel was a huge help in putting it together. It's also we- a nice book. Thank you. Uh, we spent many hours uh, folding, stapling, and chopping uh, with the big paper cutter you have. I think sweet. Don't put your fingers in it. No. I have drawing in that. Yep, you do. I did. It is. And so does Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon? Brandon opted out. I opted out. I, I didn't. Sorry, able. you're too busy writing profit. Um, <laughs> and drawing my own comics. Mm. Fraulein. Yeah, I remember that month. You're just doing profit. That's just, just, just don't try and pretend don't. you're some kind of massive creative talent. I'm a massive creative. I don't know. If you're I a massive you creative sellout. I'm a massive creative talent. <laughs> oh no. Um, I think I'm gonna play a song. It's my birthday, so I get to play what I want and celebrate my birthday by calling in six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. I hope you guys like donate. fifty cent. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, CD player? Yeah, there we, we go. And my headphones just broke, so now I'm all <laughs> like one-sided. Off your head. <laughs> I feel like I'm in, like a radio or a club DJ or a I don't call know. center or a call center. Oh, it's CD two. <laughs> this is how they do it on much there music. There we go. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, you can just call me Rick the Temp now. Yeah, this is not. Mm. There we go. 
Yeah, 1990s. What, would you even call this hip hop just uh, pop music? You could. It's it's. Um, Brandon's our gauge. It's not of hip. The uh, dirt, doing the dirty not. bird isn't hip. I wouldn't call it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, that was back uh, in 1990x. Yeah, that was uh, Bass Patrol with the Dirty Bird. And uh, when I downloaded the song, oh, I shouldn't say that. Um, like you know, MP3s will have like images. You purchased it from iTunes, legitimately. Yeah, the the image that but was connected with it as the album cover artwork. It was like strip clubs' greatest hits. Mm-hmm. 
it's a classy track. I first heard that song. It's your theme song, isn't it? It is. You know that song, White Pony? If you want. Or White yeah, Horse? Yeah. 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 I first heard that at a strip club. Oh, we had a great really moment. Good. What were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a great <laughs> moment at the comic convention. I had my little sister, 16, hanging out oh, with we us should... the whole time. Yeah, we were in Seattle at Emerald City Comic Con this yes, past weekend. exactly. And, and my little sister showed mm-hmm. up in her, in her pajamas and hung out behind the table the whole time. <laughs> and um, at one point I was talking to her, and I, I remarkably... Um, uh, I, I don't hang out with kids, so I just talk to her like I talk to my friends and say whatever horrible things. And um, I was I was talking about the song uh, "Smell Your Dick," which you know it's a song about like a guy going home or, to his girlfriend and, and Brandon. Her. Where are you going with this? No, I was I was just talking to her about like I was referencing something. I was like, you know, it's the song. It's like the song "Smell Your Dick," and she was like, oh. That song's from back in the day. <laughs> and I love the idea of smell your dick being... You know, it's that thing where you go home and your girlfriend doesn't trust... Like, like we've all experienced, your girlfriend doesn't trust you, just she smells your dick. Oh, yeah. That nostalgia oh, Okay, right so uh, Inkstud, CITR, 101.9 FM. Uh, you can call in 604-822-8648 um, to donate. I didn't get my beatboxing with that. You failed me, Daniel. Oh. You failed me. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> okay, I can't do this. Uh, now, part of this past weekend, something we wanted to talk about is, uh, so Brandon, Brian, and I were at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. You went last year, Daniel, and saw the, the mayhem and your roommate Joel being a creep. Um, one, of, <laughs> one of the things that was quite standout of the thing is there was a man walking around in black-faced Geordie LaForge. Oh, yeah, that was, that was remarkably inappropriate. It was amazing uh, that someone thought that was okay. Yeah, it's cosplay though. But it wasn't. It wasn't the only blackface at the convention either. No, there was also blackface uh, Michonne from uh, The Walking Dead. Mm. So someone did blackface for, and then she had two zombies that she trailed around that also did blackface in in like slavery chains essentially. Oh yeah. Mm. It was it was just like and it was weird. The funny thing was so it's all in fun. That was the funny thing is that was the, so you know our, our our friend David Brothers was down there, and you know surprisingly as a as a black man he took offense to this, and and very you know kind of joked about it on Twitter and um and wrote articles about it. and and it was really surreal to read people defending this stuff and being mm-hmm. like well they don't know and and just that like the you know 2013 where like there's people that are defending blackface at all on any level yeah they just want to do really good cosplay and it's not their fault that they're white you know if you're klingon you're gonna do your face brown that's right 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 stoko has said in the past that klingon is the only way that a white guy can get away (laughs) there was a data who was like really really pale and it was off-putting as well was he black i'm not sure That's not racist though. That's just I have no idea. Cyber. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to bring the white man down. I've I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading. uh, I made the mistake of reading comments blogs, and uh, you know the internet's pretty horrible place to read comments on, and uh, so many just horrible ideas. One guy said. I, I think LeVar Burton would have been okay with it. I'm like, do you, you remember this? Uh, but he's mini- blind. He can't see it. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm colorblind. Um, LeVar Burton also did a certain miniseries called Roots. And Reading Rainbow. Oh, yeah. I think Alex Haley would have been cool with that. <laughs> yeah. He did that one in blind face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. So was there, was there a point to this other than, like, the, the comics community uh, can sometimes verge on the horrible? Yeah, just stupid. 
Just stupid. <laughs> People, you can do better. Don't do blackface. Uh, Unless you're in a minstrel band, then it's totally fine. Oh. <laughs> but it's like that's, that's when it works out. <laughs> you could pick like any other Star Trek character. What like, if you're What if you're like Bruce Willis and you're in Harlem and you're trying to get beaten up? Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> is this a Die Hard movie? I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, that, that was Die Hard I, Three uh, with a Vengeance. What if you're a spy? You're a pretty shitty spy. <laughs> there is the hilarious uh, Deuce Bigelow two where the black guy. Disguises himself by wearing blackface, and which where he they actually the actor puts nothing on his face. He just says that he's any in opportunity to bring up Deuce Bigelow two, <laughs> not Deuce Bigelow one, Deuce Bigelow yeah, two. Don't make me Deuce Bigelow in, in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Was that when he was in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, I, I enjoy that movie more than I should. <laughs> they love blackface. In I, I did an interview yesterday where they they asked me about. I, I, I you know I, I sound like just a pretentious asshole talking about the comics I'm into, and I was talking about like Manas and Sampaio and all these different things that are I, I regard as really high art. And they're like movies, and I'm like, uh, I really like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And, <laughs> that is uh, excellent. The Dirty Pair movie is awesome. <laughs> what was the uh, music you were listening to when your uh, fancy art house publisher called you up the other day? Oh yeah, Dan Dan Nadell, who's publishing, uh, who just runs Picture Box and is publishing my Walrus art book. He has a knack for calling me up when I'm only listening to the most embarrassing music, and so I was actually listening to. Uh, I, I was I was playing Red Hot Chili Peppers California Cation. He called up, <laughs> and I just answered the phone like, "Hello, shame." <laughs> neighbors need to stop playing this awful music. <laughs> just a minute. You're you big... told him what you got. You got to stick it to his mama. And... No, no, that's earlier Chili oh, Peppers. Yeah. We're I, talking actually, Dave I, Navarro era. Yeah, I don't chili even like peppers. the earlier stuff. It's like I have the, sometimes I listen to really like sometimes I've I've admitted in my shame that I'll listen to the new uh, Guns N' Roses album. Although today I found out that Robin doesn't like ACDC, which is weird because I feel like ACDC is one of those bands that is generally universally liked. I, I, I associate it with idiots who drive big trucks. Yeah, those cool guys. <laughs> I, I, like I, have, I have a real... You know, they just straight up rock. Have you considered that, Robin, that they just stayed up? Have, they, you, they just straight have, up you, have you typed that information into your computer-tron? <laughs> Google does ACDC straight up rock. Yeah. I just really have a hard time with general rock music. And last uh, time we were here, you guys were defending ABBA. Because <laughs> there's a line in the sand. <laughs> ABBA! ABBA! I like how we're circling around comics. We're like, oh, we'll talk about comic oh, conventions. Yeah. We'll talk about... I'm sure there's a comic like... about ACDC. There is, actually. There was in the uh, ni- early 90s, there was a company that did... They did two things. They did the rock and roll comics where they do these really horrible bio comics about a band. Right. And then they'd also do porn do, star comics. Did they do Glass Tiger? Right, but those are, those are that sounds good. Um, there was a the manga JoJo's Bizarre Adventure actually had a uh, a car named ACDC in it as like one of the evil cars in a race, and and the other one was named after a band too, but I don't remember what it was. It was well, wasn't there that post apocalyptic movie that was all ACDC soundtrack and like the cars were coming to attack them? Maximum Overdrive. That sounds oh. good. Yeah. There we go. Should we other, should we get into comics? Is it time to get into comics? Why don't I? Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, there's no time. Mention uh, 604-822-8648 to donate for the CITR funding drive. A little bit about my experience here at CITR. I've been here over seven years now. I started the show when I was starting university um, at a later age. He was 11 years old. (laughs) Yeah, I should have gone when I was 10. My family is very disappointed in me. They didn't have the money. There we go. Yeah, there's no government funding for 10-year-olds in universities. Uh, I'm like Doogie Howser, yo. And so it's been really fun being able to do this show. Um, I've been able to interview almost 500 
cartoonists, maybe more than that by now. And a couple of musicians as well. And a couple of musicians. I was joking on Twitter earlier that uh, in an alternative universe, I'd be interviewing weirdo musicians instead of cartoonists. Who's but... the most famous two-part question? First part. Who's the most famous cartoonist who, also does, who also does first music? Park. Thug Life. Who's the, who's the most famous musician who does comics, and who's the most famous cartoonist who does music? Well, Rob Zombie, clearly. It's <laughs> both? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, yeah. first most famous interview... Okay, what mm-hmm. was the first question again? No, no just, he wasn't talking about you. This no. was just. But you, what, what, do, is there a way to qualify <laughs> the most famous interview? Because you've done people from such a different section. I'd say Ralph Steadman. He does music. No, no, you're just. But I mean, you've talked. To I Spiegelman thought you. Yeah, I thought it was your times first. And like, um, like Spiegelman slept on your couch for a week, didn't he? Spiegelman doesn't do music. Where you heard the nickname <laughs> Fart Spiegelman. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, so I didn't mean, like it Chris Ware plays the banjo or something. And I should do a reminder that uh, these is the Art Spiegelman show up in uh, Vancouver Art Gallery right now. If you Our like farts, to, as we call them. If you like to see some of his <laughs> fart jokes. He actually did a comic that's all about some guy that couldn't stop pooping. Or not couldn't stop pooping. Something to do with poop. And he doesn't like to uh, talk about that comic very much anymore. Nice. Yeah, he has shit jokes. Uh, okay, most famous cartoonist that did music? Um, in history. In history. Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys like Crumb plays the banjo, right? Yeah. But, but is there someone who's more famous? Rap rock, I think. <laughs> well, it, it's, like, it's, who, it's... Who, who, like who was most more famous at music than him? He's only famous, but... Oh, you he... mean at music? Yeah, yeah. At music? There's, there's a ton of musicians that are Sally like... or whatever. There's a ton of like shitty yeah, Lowe's, popular musicians. Lowe was do... pretty popular. Thor, did Thor draw his own comic or was that did someone else draw I think someone else did. Yeah. I, I'd say Zach Sally's a good one, but I know there's probably more famous. I'm not going to say Kochalka because oh, I don't think anyone outside case. of comics would actually listen to him. Um, <laughs> hmm. Hmm? <laughs> both are so time-consuming that you can't really like make a career of both at once. I don't yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, Zach stopped doing... Well, he has an album he did since low, but... Because, I mean, there's a ton of cartoonists that dabble in music and, and musicians that dab- dabble in comics, but, I mean... And there's, like, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, the Umbrella Academy guy or whatever. Daniel guys. Johnson. Guys that just, like, you know, I'm famous now. Let me do a crappy Dark Horse hmm. book. Oh, Jared Way? Yeah. Do you ever see the interview between... I've never actually heard his music. There's I just a, assume it's crappy. Cause there's a video between rap. <laughs> him and... Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, between him and Chris Ware, and it's the most awkward thing. Because it it's like, what do these guys have in common? Oh, oh, I did nothing. see an interview with him where he's talking about when he first met Grant Morrison. He was such a douchebag. It was amazing. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I was in a hallway just waiting for him with a big stack of comics, and Morrison walks in like a rock star wearing like a rubber vest or something. And just like, at what point don't you just turn around and be like, I, I don't need to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what Brandon isn't telling people that he's actually wearing all rubber right now. That's a different though. He's wearing a, yeah, it's, gimp, it's a gimp suit. It's totally. It's, <laughs> this is a sex it's a thing, lifestyle. Bro. Yeah. Make it weird. <laughs> Inkstead CITR one hundred one point nine FM. Just call in six zero four eight two two eight six four eight to donate. And some of the books you can get at the thirty dollar level, you can get Infinite Kung Fu by KK McLeod or Any Empire by Nate Powell. Castle Waiting by Linda Medley, uh, a package of Cinema Sewer and Sleazy Slice Comics from Robin Bougie, a Charlie Brown Christmas thing um, from Charles Schultz. That's adults only. <laughs> yeah, we will be checking your ID. Uh, at the Charlie 75. Town. <laughs> Have you read the Nate Powell book? Yeah, it's awesome. I really like his work. But I I, that one. Everything Nate Powell does is fantastic. He has a really good knack for um, his work, feels kind of sad and southern in a way that i that i can't connect to anyone else's cartoony work and it's, it's really impressive you really want to give it a hug 
Yeah, and just as a guy, he's like he's one of those guys that that if you really like his work and if it connects with you, then meeting him just adds so much to that. And I really enjoy that with cartoonists when you're like have a connection with them, and then and then they as people are just add on to it. It's fantastic. We did a, a panel last year at Emerald City, me and Brandon, and then we also had uh, Moritat, uh, Mike Elrod, and Nate Powell there, and it was about being influenced by cartoonists. And Nate Powell did this great story about how he first read this Chester Brown book. And he read it in the bathroom on the toilet and started crying that's, when that's, he finished it. That's appropriate. Yeah. It's entirely appropriate. What what, uh, <laughs> what book was it? Was it the prostitute book? No. <laughs> <laughs> was he, he read the footnotes. He liked it so much? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was I Never Liked You. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good one. That yeah. was set. I forget. Was that his first exposure to where? I mean, to, uh, to, Brown? to Brown? Yeah. Uh, maybe. It could have been, yeah. Because yeah. I remember when, when Brown first came out and his... It's interesting because his kind of... Uh, I think a lot about how people are kind of presented. They present themselves as cartoonists, and he's someone whose whose kind of image and and of himself that he that he puts out in his work has changed so dramatically shifts, over the years. Yeah, because yeah, when he because he was such a like he was such a I don't want to say he was like a young Paul Pope, but he had that like mm-hmm. I don't think he was pushing it in the same way that Pope does. But he has like a guy with long hair who's doing these like Weirdo. sexy comics about about weird stuff, and then it kind of progressed to. I, I wonder sometimes if the scenes that people put their work in kind of um, mold the type of work they end up doing. Like, I always wonder that about the Hernandez brothers, if what their work would have been like if they went to, like, Dark Horse instead of Fantagraphics. I don't think Dark Horse existed then. Or, or say another publisher. Just say, you know... Eclipse? Vortex. I don't know. <laughs> they did. They didn't get paid. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's interesting <laughs> because, I mean, th- their work, you know, especially <clears throat> Jaime's work, really got more... It felt like he was aware that his his work was being seen as very mature, so he went in a mature direction where it started out basically them doing like these heavy metal fan comics. Mm-hmm. But you think like you think the publisher changed what Just Chester Brown scene. was doing? Just the no, I don't think Chester Brown's ever been a part of any scene. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I think he was part of a scene though. He was part of yeah. I mean, he had. He had well, I guess he was Seth like and Joe, Joe Matt, Matt and those guys and and just kind of the environment you're in kind of affecting the work and just the the sad weirdos you hang out with well yeah i mean his work <laughs> almost became it started out as feeling like something something more more alien from the rest of the comic scene and then kind of became something that became can, more that style yeah. yeah and that's not a bad thing at all i just that's i just wonder if if he, it was how much the scene affected the the work yeah, it takes a while to like figure out where you slot into things too you know like right. isn't that kind of yeah. like but then, like, the kind of <clears throat> the wild energy of those, like, early comics and, like, the weird ideas all coming together and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think they were better, honestly. Like, I mean, I, it's my favorite stuff, but also it feels more like the kind of work I try to do. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's really biased. Like, I love how, um, you know, the original Yummy Fur really feels like a series of short stories and they tie and together. And they all come together, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 do you know, Robin, if he, if he planned that very far ahead or if they were just kind of done to see one of them? It doesn't seem like uh, that. I yeah. think for the most part it was pretty just go with the flow. Because it's, it's really spectacular stuff. How yeah, it was very, it was very surreal improv. Like, he may have had some basic ideas, but I think a lot of it's just... Especially the early stuff, like the man who couldn't stop. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. So it's there's this you know this alternate universe that that uh, the alternate universe Ronald Reagan finds a, a, a wormhole basically to start putting all of their feces in, basically their sewer <laughs> system into, and it, it turns out that that's a guy's like rectum in in our universe, <laughs> and so he just cannot stop shitting. 
and there's a short story which you you see that story and then there's another story where this guy who's obsessed with werewolves he's very paranoid that werewolves are going to get him and so this guy is like running down the street trying to get to a bathroom because he can't stop shitting and the guy thinks it's a werewolf growing a tail and so like he attacks him and they go to jail together and the guy his shit fills fills the entire cell and like kills them both and then the story continues (laughs) yeah then ronald reagan falls into the uh into the feces oh, pit. Oh, yeah, and ends up as the main character, the head of the main character's penis. Ed the Happy Clown, which you can find yeah. uh, from Drawing Quarterly Books. That's really a fantastic book if you haven't read it. It is. They just re- released it in a hardcover volume, and it's uh, quite nice. Yeah, if all you've ever seen is paying for it, then you've yeah, got such something a, like, nice to see. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I'm paying for it really messed with my concept of him as a cartoonist, because yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't, it made me like him less, where I was like, I was really committed to him as a cartoonist and as a person, and I read that book, and I was like, oh, this guy's a kind of weird yeah he's kind of a creep who has weird ideas about <laughs> at least he's honest, sex workers yeah. yeah it's honest i don't know I, there's a little dishonesty in that there's some there's a lot that yeah i mean there's some lying to yourself about the people who you're fucking and who they are and them not necessarily being in the best position mm-hmm. you know because i mean sex workers in canada are not i mean robin you probably know a lot more about than i do and I didn't mean like that. I mean mean that Robin's an actual Canadian that that, that (laughs) lived here his entire life and and pays for sex. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Brandon. I think think I can do a song break. 604 842 8648. The money goes towards uh, the station, not me. (laughs) Just to be clear.
We're back. Inkstead, CITR, 101.9 FM. Uh, do you want to tell us about that music we just listened to, Daniel? Oh. <clears throat> Klaus Dinger. He's the drummer for uh, Noi. Led a solo career afterwards. Uh, started La Dusseldorf no, with his didn't. brother. No way! <laughs> yeah. Had a band with his brother called La Dusseldorf, who were arguably as good, if not better, than Noi. Um, What's and the argument for it? Listening to it. Oh, kick ass. Um, and then you, uh, later on in the 80s, he released an album called Neondian that is uh, pretty, pretty good. It's more La Dusseldorf style, kind of 80s out. It's got actually, it's got a Led Dusseldorf song on it. Klaus Dinger was crazy. Was that the, is that the Cha Cha one? Cha Cha Two Thousand. Yeah. Has he ever been around or involved in anything that didn't have a ridiculous name that you could make a Noi Dinger? Ten year old piss themselves by telling. Uh, I don't think any voice. German ever has. <laughs> I think that's how all the World Wars were started. <laughs> <Is that> World <laughs> War? My older brother has a horrible thing he likes to say, where he says, "Ah, Germany wouldn't have a World War without him." <laughs> oh. Uh, Ink says CITR 101.9 FM uh, 604-822-8648 to donate. Uh, we're at $22,603.80. Our fund drive goal is 30000 Let's get uh, that up to $0.90 cents by the end of the hour. We promise we'll stop for another $7,000. <laughs> that never works. No. And people just find that obnoxious. No, I'm sorry. They're I'm like, already uh, obnoxious. I can wait. Yep. I can wait you out. Um, I don't know if we've had any donations during the show, but I hope we have. Don't yeah, donate. Donate. We, Sick. We've got a wall of answers. Yeah, we've got a wall, wall of reasons. Uh, pick one there, Daniel. Which one should we follow? We support local arts and music. There we go. And local art. We have three local artists here in the studio joining me. And, yeah. 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 And, and local. And local. This is local. This is uh, me covering local stuff. Although Brandon's an international superstar with the ego to match it. Yeah, he, he doesn't need your money. No. My, my ego is actually international waters now. <laughs> <laughs> do you, can we do gambling there or something? Is that how it works? I, I, Murder I someone on international money, waters? I, I make a lot of my money by actually holding servers that, that have a lot of distasteful, we'll say, content on them. Distasteful? <laughs> yeah. A.K.A. the internet. Yeah. The internet. Yeah. The end. Dirty pair movies. <laughs> what was your favorite purchase again at the uh, comic convention? I wasn't this a purchase; that was a gift. Um, uh, this this guy James that that I met, who was just a really cool artist, gave me a dirty pair uh, porn fan comic that I was <laughs> a little bit too happy to get. <laughs> and I was just ex- and I got some really cool comics. I think a lot of people gave me some really amazing things. Uh, I got a Karis One album that somebody gave me um, for your record player. Yeah, well, I I'm, I need to get a record player, but I have a couple of cool records now, so it's about time. And it's cool because I got a, a propped up against my wall next to my next to my wife's comics, so it's it's you know it's criminal minded. Uh, what's the other records you got? Sessions uh, with voices. What's that? You got some? SWV? Oh yeah, no, my friend Cheryl gave me a bunch of SWV albums because she's because she's awesome, and and now I'm I'm you know I'm wallowing in SWV Sisters with voices. There we go, wallowing. That doesn't sound. Favorable. I <laughs> know uh, it's good. It's how you. It's it, look. If you knew sisters with voices like I know SWV, you'd understand. There we go. Uh, call 604-822-8648. Um, Brian, you've been real quiet this week. Yeah, it's because you guys are talking about stuff I don't know about. What do you know about? Nothing. Hockey, internet, hockey. I don't know. Canadian uh, music. What do you know about boots and cats? Boots and cats and boots. My friend Laura Foden from Internet taught me about that. That's how you beatbox when you don't know how to beatbox. Boots and cats. 
Yeah, you can reverse it too. If you want. Cats and boots. And so, what's knocking boots? Uh, oh, that's the H Town song. Yeah, it's the sensual love making when two pairs of boots come together. <laughs> Are one of them Shania Twain's uh, ex-husband's boots? Oh, I, I bet they. I bet he they has do. something to do with ACDC, just to turn it yeah, all back. Around. That's Somebody right. rocking, knocking them boots. Yeah, Mutt Lang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mutt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have another song break where we can play H Town? Do you Followed have self, do you have any self respect, Robin? Is what I'm asking you. Should we should we talk comics or should we get anyone on Twitter to ask us to talk about something specific so we're not just <laughs> rambling about about '90s R&B lovemaking songs? Well, we got to get into the mood. We got to get people wanting to <laughs> give us that, money. What was that great thing where you accused Pope on Twitter of? Uh, oh, I was calling. Uh, what was that group? Is that why he resigned? <laughs> That's right. It was. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we. I was listening to Nick Cave in the office, and uh, you called it Paul Pope sex music. Yeah, that Paul Pope sex music, and you yeah. and you wrote him, and he was like pretty accurate yeah. as he's making slow, passionate love to his to his woman while listening to. Inkstones um, Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Warren Ellis on a xylophone, I think. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You had to bring up Warren Ellis. I meant the other Warren Ellis. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. For... Does he play the vibraphone? Uh, z- the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's a famous cartoonist or, well, comics-related person. But it's a musician. Right? No, they're, they're different they're people. different people. They're yeah. completely different people. It was actually a beaming accident. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Ink Stud, CITR 101.9 FM. Call in 604-822-8648 to donate. Um, I'm going to ask on Twitter if anyone has any questions. If All you right. want to ask us questions on Twitter, just do at Ink Studs, and I will see it because we have the internet here in the studio. Everybody should wish Robin a happy birthday. Happy birthday, oh, yeah, Robin. Robin. And uh, I brought you a present. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, hey Robin, what Uh-oh. comic book would you like people to read on your birthday? Is there anything that you that you embody as something personal that you really like that, <gasps> that you recommend as a birthday recommendation? Oh, my God. Um... Oh geez, I don't know. Read some, read some uh, Monero. Read some, uh, yeah. make it a happy birthday. Read make some Milo Monero. Yeah. Oh, we were talking earlier. Was it Click Four where Angelina Jolie shows up? And yep, makes sexual that's advances good. at her brother. Yeah, and yeah, that's as brother... far as we're going in with that one, Brandon. I'm sorry, I'm stopping you now. Her, her brother breaks both of his arms and he can't pee, and she's got to help him. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel <laughs> just pulled out of his bag. Large brown phallic object. It's chocolate. And uh, I know Jen Vaughn's listening. Jen, you're going to be very happy about this. It is chocolate-infused, or alcohol-infused chocolate whip topping. Nice. Don't don't refrigerate it. It gets runny, apparently. I noticed what? That it's I, best I, set room temperature. I had a realization while talking to Jen. Jen, Jen Vaughn works at Fanographics, and she's a very, a very cool lady. And um, I had a realization that when I talk to her, I say the most horrible things imaginable, and I hope that... <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrible, because she's, like, the nicest person. I've done that, yeah. too, where I've just said horrible things about people, and she just kind of, like, looks at me and goes, mm-hmm, I don't and uh, just kind of moves on with the conversation. I'm sure she can take... She, I, I think her sense of humor kind of pushes it, but I don't know why I'm guilting the <laughs> fucking... But <laughs> I, I referred to her as Team Dick last because <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about working with her lesbian coworker and 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 Team Dick and Team Pussy and everything, and so I just thought it was like cool to be like, "Hey, Team Dick," and I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that." No, that's actually. Uh, I'd like to publicly apologize to Jen on the radio. <laughs> yeah, maybe the whole Fanographics office. I'd like, yeah. yeah. I'd everyone, like to apologize. I'd like to apologize to the Institute of Fanographics. There we go. Um, and, and I should and the Eros line and the Eros line. I think the Eros line should apologize. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to Crack Whore. <laughs> that was an Eros comic that we'll leave alone. Um, I want to mention that Jen is actually coming up to Vancouver on March nineteenth to join Brandon here 
and uh, Emily Carroll uh, and me at the Art Gallery were doing a talk on comics as part of the Art Spiegelman show. That's going to be March 19th, a Tuesday night at the Vancouver Art Gallery, 7 o'clock. Um, and because it's on a Tuesday night at the Vancouver Art Gallery, it's the uh, donation, so pay what you can or don't pay what you can. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, wooden nickels. It should be fun, too. Um, <laughs> Emily just put out a really good new comic on her on her website. You should look up uh, emilycarroll.com, I think. And she did this... Uh, she did kind of an adaption of a three leaves fairy tale about this this uh, these magical leaves that bring people back to life and and the way that she kind of plays with the medium is really really exciting. It's just like she's one of those cartoonists that every time I read something by her, it makes me feel like I need to kind of try a lot harder. Yeah, no kidding. She's fantastic. I'm really happy that uh, all you guys are going to be joining me on there. I think it'll be a a fun discussion. Um, I'm hope you're supposed to. I didn't even talk to you about this. You got to talk about your comics for ten minutes too. Oh, like, I, I, yeah, I gotta, it's so hard for me to talk. Yeah. Not very many people know this, but Brandon Graham is a comic book artist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a football player. Yeah. Oh, he is, too. Tell us about the problems of when Googling he, when your name. When he's in blackface. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> oh, you went there. <laughs> there's, there's a black man with the same name as me. which is, I felt totally ashamed because when I went to L.A. at one point, I uh, my I stayed with a friend of mine who's who's who told his girlfriend that, that he was, that he was like, Oh, Brandon's coming to stay. And she goes, white Brandon. And I was like, Oh, come on, Brandon. Like how many, like, you know, I'd never met a black guy named Brandon. And now, and then, you know, the Brandon Graham, the football player basically changed his name to shame me just so she to get me back for that. I, I, I'm going to start calling you white Brandon. I like that. Yeah, me too. Is everyone going to be Brian? No, no, nobody likes that. No, shut White up. Brandon. Shut up, White Brandon. That is exactly <laughs> how nicknames are formed, is when everyone goes, yeah, maybe, and the person whose nickname it's to be goes, no, definitely not. That's how it's done. Yeah, yeah that's then. how it sticks. There we go. So, so ne- <laughs> next time you see Brandon at anything, call him White Brandon. You're supposed to be like, I don't care. Call me whatever. <laughs> call me White Brandon and get a really close look at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> draw with that? Uh, and just a really fast lick if you can. Hmm. Does it taste good? Yeah, strawberries. There we go. It's a white Brandon thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is this thing on? I'm here all week. Uh, 604-822-8648 to donate, and I'll just go over the comics quickly. Uh, Infinite Kung Fu by Kagan McLeod. Any Empire by Nate Powell. Castle Waiting by Linda Medley. Uh, A package of Cinema Sewer and Sleazy Slices by Robin Bougie. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas comic. Um, A Koyama Press package which is really sweet, includes a comic by our very own Brian Fukushima, as well as many other friends, including Michael DeForge, um, who else? Uh, Zach Wharton, Steve, Steve Wolfhard. Oh, you gotta get it for the Steve Wolfhard book. Patty, oh, yeah, Patty Kyle. Stuff's fantastic. Uh, I don't, there is, uh, there's some uh, Wowie Zonk in there. Oh, okay. oh, did I tell you the, I, I had That'll a fun Schenken interaction at the convention. Can I finish my list? No. Can we, <laughs> so, the, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Heart of Thomas by Monto Hagio. Oh yeah, ask for Heart of Thomas. Uh, From Hell by uh, Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. Blankets by Craig Thompson. And Humbug by, edited by Harvey Kurtzman. Go for that. Or the Koyama. The or the Koyama. Too. Yeah, the Koyama is actually probably the best stuff on that. Brandon, tell your story now. I just, I, I, it was really, I think last time I was on the show, I bragged about how I got to be on a panel with, with Chankin, which was a really big deal to me. It was a really fun panel, and there's a video of it online and everything with bad audio. But uh, the, the kick I got is after it, I, I kind of went up to him and, and shook his hand and said, uh, I'm a big fan of your work. And he goes, oh, fuck, you don't do that, which I thought was really charming. <laughs> you were kind of hoping that he'd make you cry, weren't you? 
No, I was, yeah, I kept, um, I mean, I'd seen, I, I talked about it before, I'd seen Chankin at conventions before, and he's one of those guys that, you know, when you're a child, you kind of look up to someone a lot, and he was somebody whose work I grew up on, and so just casually going up to him was very, I, I just never kind of had their, at this one, I didn't have the nerve to talk to Wendy Penny. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I kept trying to go up to her, and she had very specific, you had to. She's intimidating. Yeah, she had to, You like, should have just come up with it. your comics and just say I love you and then walk away. Didn't No, I would have, but she had a she had this weird sign that was like don't talk, no eye contact <laughs> until 2:30, so I kept walking. It was it was like when I was at a convention and uh, my friend went up to Adam Hughes and was told to come back later he's because he's eating his subway no, sandwich. No, this is a good cartoonist though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, let's be mean to anyone that worked on before Watchmen. I don't mind. Uh-huh. Make him cry. Um I don't know what to do with this whip topping. I was just looking at the... Let's uh, huff it. Let's huff what, it. What not to do? Alcohol whippets. Oh, there we go. Yeah, cream. let's see what happens. Does it say that on there? It's like what? stuff you can do with this. Alcohol whippets. No, but it's whippets. Oh, come on. Just uh, for the health content, 90 calories for 32 grams. Grams. That's a whole lot of that's calories. That's more calories than grams, that's for sure. That's, uh... <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stop eating the soda pops or drinking them. I don't know. Uh, Inkstud, CITR, uh, call in 604-822-8648 to donate, and you will get comics um, for donating. And also, I have copies. Three copies left of the Horror Hangover uh, zine uh, celebrating the Horror Hangover art show. I hope to do an art show again one day. Uh, find the right space, and it will happen. Nice. Oh, just this morning, I got a really cool email um I was, I was looking at uh, Matt Sheehan and Malachi Ward sent me the new backup they're doing Ooh. for the next profit. It's the second part of their care thing about this this guy who is kind of there's this giant monster that kind of creates the atmosphere for this for this planet and they have to keep the monster alive by offering him um, by Virgins? offering yeah or just people like they have a lottery and people have to go into him and it's about this guy what happens to a guy when he goes into the monster. And it's really fascinating science fiction in a, in a direction that I'd never quite seen. Because oh, they never before. show you that part. It's always escaping the monster. It's never yeah, exactly. Part. So this is I was I was really impressed yeah. by the stuff they're doing. And those, yeah, those, those two just they, they work together in a really fascinating way where you it's it's hard to delineate who does what and and uh, yeah, I was I was really blown away. It's kind of makes me want to do. It's like I get a backup by them, and I'm like, man, now I have to make the I really want to push how weird the ideas in the actual book are. It's good comics. Malachi Ward, Matt Sheen are doing some of my favorite stuff right now. Yeah, they're they're really impressive. And they did something in your horror hangover book as well. Yes, well or Malachi Matt, did. Matt, Malachi did, yeah. The, Malachi, just Malachi. Probably the right. most disturbing image in the book is yeah. my Malachi Ward. The, the great thing about that piece is the art hadn't even arrived in the mail, and we sold it anyways, yeah. just well, off great. a computer printout. Nice. Off of Xerox. Uh, and don't forget tomorrow night at Dynamo. Uh, <laughs> Daniel will have the Sandwiches art show featuring 30 different. 30? 20. 20. 20 yeah. A couple. There's a handful of art. Sandwiches. And there's some. Yeah, there's actually going to be sandwiches. Tiny finger sandwiches. There's going to be. Brandon's in. Fun. Is it food? Hmm. And books for sale. Come buy a book. Books for sale. It's a very lively book. I'm very excited that uh, it's finished and out, and I look forward to reading it. Um, oh, uh, Jen wants to talk about, wants me to ask about the breaking into comics is now uh, breaking into living off comics that you mentioned in the panel. I did, because that was something I thought, I I, once, I don't know, I it was a little dismissive of people 
because it was a bunch of people on a panel that live off of comics, and they were like, there's no breaking into comics, just yeah. do comics, which is a great mentality and everything, but there is a dramatic, I, I just brought up the point that there's a dramatically different thing between getting paid to do what you love and having to draw your comics and then go to a day job that you hate. Mm-hmm. And it's important to kind of respect that. And sometimes it's better to do it for the work, to, to not put money on it. And and it's important to, to kind of talk talk about that, but 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 also not to. So it was like overly dismissive of. Oh, the whole panel was horrible. Uh, the. I mean, I, I like the panel. I, I won't say that. It was just it was very agreeable, and and I wasn't particularly. The one guy that writes fables, uh, Bill Willingham, uh, the they're bringing up the topic of how there's a really big problem with diversity in comics, and okay, he, that was horrible. That and his response, he's very like American conservative. Do shit yourself, and you'll be successful. <laughs> do shit yourself. Yeah, and it's like, not going cl- to get clean any other way. <laughs> um, and so he said, "Yeah, there's diversity in comics. There's comics I like, and there's comics I don't like." No, he said within his his point was that within Marvel and DC, there's comics that he did like and comics he hated, and so within that within that group of middle aged white heterosexual men, there's so much diversity of of quality. He was saying, which I would dramatically disagree, and I didn't quite want to say it on the panel that i don't i don't read any of your work and i know there's actually a couple guys in there whose work i like but you like his uh dolphin sex comic i like i, I actually don't Who like elementals like i liked like his scent going down on a centaur <laughs> ironwood comic and i like i like the I, I love looking at someone who's who's making stances on who's really douching it themselves on quality and, and just like yeah, and just and just be like this guy this guy uh, spent at least like ten hours of his life drawing a man going down on a centaur. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, is that is that viewpoint just like uh, is it is it like dishonest by by, by doing that or is it just kind of like I don't they don't know dishonest any better? at all. I think it's coming from a. Is it ignorant of, or is it dishonest? Which one? <laughs> it's no. coming from a place of of comfort where privilege. Uh, yeah, it's totally coming from a place of privilege where you're like, well, I'm comfortable and I didn't and I got into comics in this. And you're not. I mean, obviously, he's not thinking about. I had a, I had a moment at the convention. I was talking to um, I was talking to uh, this this interesting cartoonist who it's a black guy who was talking about breaking into comics and everything. His name is facing right now, and um, I, I I pointed out they they set up this row that was Corey Lewis, me, Jim Mahfood, and Scotty Young, and I was like. I just want to point out something to you. These, these guys, not Corey's per se, but these guys in this row here are seen as like the hip hop guys in comics. And I was like, what What color are they? Mm. It's like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's and kind of how that's kind of the it's the, the comfort of people bring in who they're comfortable with and how it's important to kind of get out of your comfort zone because you need real diversity in the work and you need to get work in that, that you might necessarily have a door open for work that, that isn't doesn't appeal to you because actual diversity in an art form is so important and 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 not allowing that is just you know chokes out the possibilities and there's no sense of being safe either because where's that where's that ever get you yeah exactly but but i don't think nobody knows there's not it's difficult having that conversation when you're talking to people who don't understand that there's a problem and right. people that you know when you talk about like you know why are there so few minority cartoonists or, or, or cartoons from cartoonists that are from coming from a different perspective in the in the kind of conversation in the thing and they'll talk about you know well we we get we talk about the submissions we get or you know those people just don't like to make comics which is ridiculous because if you're at a convention you can find people from every walk of life doing really fantastic work i just uh there's an artist in my book not to be a promoting named pot and i just sort of discovered that there's a thai underground comic scene I was really impressed, and they're yeah, they're it's everywhere, man. They're really interesting. Like it's kind of this really grungy kind of 
underground comic style, but it's coming from like street level Thailand. And what kind of comics are they looking at? Uh, it's it's kind of like a mix between manga and like sort of raw magazine underground kind of thing. That sounds and, really cool. Yeah, it's really good. I I kind of expected a lot of kickboxing and stuff, and it <laughs> yeah. wasn't it wasn't like that at all. I was really uh, I was that's, really uh, that's why internet is so important. It's like that's the yeah. everyone's the democratic voice of uh, you know. Yeah, a while back I think I talked on here before. I saw uh, Mexican manga, and I was so excited about the possibilities of where that could go. Yeah. I w- I've always wondered is is there like an African underground comic scene? That oh, I'm sure. Find out about. I I've never been you able to find it. You think with anything. the internet, there's got to be a well, lot there's of like kind of like yeah, the, like independent tapes and but, stuff. You know, you even you think about Canada, and there's like a million dudes in Quebec doing stuff that we just don't know because it's a different it's language French, or it's yeah. too far away or whatever. They don't come to the same conventions yeah. or something, and it's like this is a whole other thing. Well, you go practically there, Africa. <laughs> it might as well be. Yeah, that's what they say about Quebec. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really... Remember that book that came out that was the kind of comics from all over the world? It was the big red book that came out around... Uh, Expo, 2000. the 2000... Uh, L'Association Collection. Yeah, that yep. was really fascinating because it was, good. what, a thousand pages and, and each... And, and it was just cartoonists from countries that you'd never even heard of in there. And it, they're all silent comics, so you could read them. Nice. Yeah. That was really yeah, I really regret not picking it up when I saw it. It's yeah. a really gorgeous book. It's really just an amazing idea to put together. Because, I mean, that's something that would just... I mean, just to show the breadth of, of working cartoonists is really nice. Now I'm going to remind people, the funding drive is still going on. I think we're winding up here. There's supposed to be uh, some kind of show here at 3 o'clock, and it's past 3 o'clock, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, taking over, man. Taking over. We can do like 24-hour ink studs. That's cool, right? We oh can keep, if you guys want to keep going, we it's can keep going uh, until we, someone comes we have in. to eat is this cream this can of cream. <laughs> let's do I'm it i'm gonna let's... get so fat and so drunk <laughs> let's, let's drain that thing and see if we catch a buzz I don't let's know. drain the cream right out of that i don't thing. know if we're allowed to have food in the booth oh, yeah. that might be a problem Footh. Footh. i saw this um i saw this uh what was it some kind of uh delta force type show and the guy was on a uh, is this the bomb. unit yeah it was the unit i thought it was about someone's junk and so i watched 20 <laughs> episodes of it and I was like when's this gonna get saucy but um there's a thing where he's like on the uh he's on the like a mine basically in this guy's office with like a, a birthday cake in front of it that might explode with your birthday theme happy birthday Robbie. <laughs> and um we, they, we they brought you a bong yeah, yeah brought you a bong. oh thank god it's on a bong again i don't no, smoke it's a, weed it's a bong that explodes um <laughs> And they, they put a, a drip into his neck to be like, we need to keep you hydrated, man. So we need to do that with, like, a birthday cake. There we go. Just on, outside of the studio. I think I see, saw someone walking towards Boo. So on that note, I'm going to end us off with, uh, I was listening to Nico's Desert Shore album today on my way to work, and it's a lovely album. Excellent. It's a sad album. Um, Feel free to turn this off and put on each town, though. No. <laughs> uh, please boots. keep listening. 604 822 8648 them boots. What about Crazy Town? <sighs> no Crazy Town. <laughs> Thanks, crazy guys. Crazy to think Crazy Town. Brian, Brandon, Daniel. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm... Happy birthday, Robin. Happy birthday.
Nico, you're such a bummer. Uh, <laughs> Way to die on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to party? <laughs> I do have chocolate whippets. Are you guys familiar with Galaxy Rangers, the cartoon? No. There's a character in it named Nico who's the psychic character. She's like the Jean Grey, and I always uh, hoped that it was the Velvet Underground Rope. I assume it was because it was the 80s. Did she have a fringe? Yeah, she had the, the knee, but she had brown hair. So did Nico. Um, yeah. So. I lied before the song and said we were going off air. That's and then, a lie. You just didn't know. I didn't know. And then they said, hey, do you want to keep going? So we're going to keep going for another half hour uh, or 20 minutes at this point. Um, Ink Studs, normally we go from 2 to 3, but now we're going from 2 to 2.30. I actually did it for about six months where they didn't have a show at 3 o'clock. It was exhausting doing like an hour and a half interview live on air. I was very tired. That's why you need three people to talk about dumb stuff. You guys are like my uh, my, my hype crew. <laughs> oh, yeah. To yeah, fill anyone, it with filth. Yeah. You should have anyone ask on, on Twitter if we have any other bullshit that I can rant about. There we go. Get Brandon <laughs> ranting because he's so eloquent and intelligent and I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, I want to ask Brian uh, what you did for Koyama. Oh, yeah. What did I? What did I do? What did you do to Koyama? <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Koyama? No, what? what Long, did they awkward. What did they publish of yours? I guess. Oh, it's cereal. It's, 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 it's oh, it was cereal. Yeah, it's about a cereal mascot. Oh, okay. it's a little mini comic. Yeah, it was fun. That uh, last year when I lived in Toronto and oh, uh, I was at TCAF and it's still kicking around and I hate it. Want to make something new, so I will do. I actually just what a good some, selling oh, feature. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, this is you know how it is. Did you end up spending much time with the beguiling while you're there? Uh, some, a little bit. I was mainly broke. So, you know, I was so there. but one I, of those guys. Uh, just kind of like hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, that's what I do at comic stores. Yeah. A friend of mine just got hired, I think, one day a week at the Big Island, my friend Chris. Chris Hang. Chris Hang. We miss you. Oh, is yes. he in Toronto now? Yeah. yeah oh, I didn't know that. I worked with him at Terminal City. He was the editor there, and yeah, I was our director. Cool. Mm-hmm. He was my landlord for a while, and mm-hmm. we, would, we would complain about comics together. I heard uh, you guys both really enjoyed Barry Blair comics. <laughs> See how I reversed that? Huh? No, I, as a kid, I, I even bought, as a kid, I actually, when I, when I was a teenager, actually, I bought the non-adult version. Barry Blair's kind of famous for doing kind of creepy images of young characters. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> and he put out an adult comic, Leather and Lace, in the 80s, and released a non-adult version of it, which is basically like a sexy comic with the sex scenes cut out. Oh. <laughs> it was really weird, and I was buying it, like... I, I don't. I was a weird kid with my comics. Yeah, because you're buying Barry Blair. <laughs> is it called yeah. like a chair and doily or something? It was called leather and. Oh, oh. yeah, their names. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I had a fun moment at the leather uh, and place. There we go. I was uh, hanging out at the Fanographics Hill for a bit during the convention. Do you remember Sax and Violence? Sex and Violence and the character's <laughs> yeah, 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 name yeah. was Sax and Violence. Sorry. Yeah. Just a I, horrible yeah, I actually saw Kurt Busiek <laughs> tweeting about that and why isn't there a special hardcover edition of you it? You know why? <laughs> because it's Cover called Sax shame. and Violence. Um, I was Did the, one of them play the saxophone? That would be so the, good. Uh, they called the, the alto sax. In the comic. It was that Cotton Eye Joe, whoever did that song. I forget now. The album was. Where did you come from? The album was called <laughs> Sex and Violence. Uh, Where did he go? Is that the grid? 
Mm, <laughs> he went to his own personal ring of hell. Anyone know what Robin, you were saying? <laughs> um, I was at the Fanographics table uh, visiting friends, and someone came up and asked for cherry Pop-Tart, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and And my favorite part is, the staff didn't even know what it was. Oh, well, oh, that's kind of I was like, wow, I just felt a big generation gap there. Weird, because I feel like Cherry Pop-Tart's one of those cornerstones. I actually read that before I got into Archie, really. Yeah, totally. And so I felt like when I read the Archie Stole comics, from my I was older like, brother. yeah, where, where's the boners? Yeah. <laughs> just blue, Archie's pals in Blue Balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Jughead. Mm-hmm. Jughead didn't care, man. Yeah, he was in hamburgers. Yeah. 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 And speaking of hamburgers, uh, sandwiches. What if River Riverdale had Jayfish? Oh, oh, Jayfish would actually work well in Riverdale. We'd clean up. Yeah. Uh, remember, donate 604-822-8648. I think we... There's either... no thicker ladies in Riverdale. There's though. the one, but... Hmm, you there's know. A, there's she... a... They added the one recently, and it's kind of like... It's sad. She's yeah, like yeah. got a sad life kind of thing. She's well, not like Jayfish. Jayfish needs like a sassy big lady. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm changing the topic, What's, guys. Why? <laughs> why? We're supportive of sassy big ladies. This isn't your yeah. show anymore, McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Commandeering stuff. They've yeah. taken over... <laughs> I'll just turn off my own mic and cry. <laughs> uh, I have a question from the from the Twitters. Charmaine Verhagen. Did I pronounce it right? Oh. Well, yeah, she's your I roommate. I guess. She's I don't know. She doesn't, I don't ever really hear her say her last name. So I you mean, guys I, don't re- just yell at each other last names. Like, like, you have to force Verhagen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shimo, do the dishes. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, what is your favorite kind of tar? Wait a minute. This is a setup. But thank you for asking. Black tar heroin. Uh, <laughs> Fox tar heroin. Now, me, and, me, and, me and my dear friend Emily Carroll, and who's a fine cartoonist, have bonded over not only our love of Ronmo one half, but our love of uh, of Fox tars. And uh, they're just they're ridiculous because you know they're centaurs that are that are it's like an anthropomorphic humanoid fox on top and then like a fox body on it so they have like 17 centipede legs hmm. and the, the other interesting thing about fox stars who, that I who have wouldn't want to screw that who, yeah no and then sometimes they draw them in jeans so the guy who, <laughs> yes. the guy who invented fox is actually invented by harlan ellison oh in Good one of his, him. yeah. So like, so whoever uses it's going to get sued by Harlan Ellison. Wouldn't that Nelson. be great if you were sued over Fox Stars? I would love <laughs> to go to court. It's like you're right, you're right. It's your idea. It's yeah. all my money. <laughs> the, <Take it> away. <laughs> you know, the state of Pennsylvania versus V Fox Stars. <laughs> I did a song about Fox Stars for Ian Anderson, who uh, is a cartoonist, and he just put out a mini comic. Yeah, you played it on the Fox guitar, right? Uh, he would just put out a mini comic uh, um, on internet uh, through Gumroad, which is where I put some of my stuff, and that is a cool little site to put your mini comics and have people buy them. What uh, site is that? Gumroad. Gumroad. Yeah, talk about that experience and yeah. what you've been doing on there. Um, you can. It's just for. It's for selling anything really. But a few other uh, cartoonists have started putting uh, like mini comics. I've just PDFs. And uh, you can make it pay what you want, or you can set a price, and uh, people just can pay by credit card, and it gets just you get paid to your PayPal, um, and they pay out every couple weeks. So they take a little cut of it, but it's they it, you don't have to set up a website or anything. You just upload a thing, you make an account, you upload it, set a price, and then the money rolls in every two weeks. And I did my uh, I did a, a sketchbook uh, that I scanned and I put up, and uh, it did okay. And I mean, there was no no overhead for me really, you know, and. Um, so 
cartoonists are, are starting to do uh, like uh, Zach Gorman did one and Mario Domo did put one up like that and right, uh, what was Mario's comic? Uh, it was just like a bunch of stuff that he had done he just co- collected it into one thing and it was great it was like I don't know 60 pages or I, I love his his um Twitter feed? No, yeah, his Twitter feed yes. is amazing too. But his uh, <laughs> his his Pokemon comics about Ash, yeah, like kind of relationship with his estranged father. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, Charmaine's work does she have a website? Because her work is really she fantastic. has a Tumblr. I think. Charmaine V uh, on the Tumblr. Char- v V E E. Yeah, I always think about her. Com- I tell her this way too much, but I, I always think about her comic she did where she's she's hanging out with a guy she has a crush on, and and at the door he says. All right, good night, dude. And the dude just hangs in the air after he walks away, and she's like looking at it. And she's such a fantastic comic of kind of playing with with uh, lettering. She's great. Uh, yeah, and she's my roommate, and I get to see her drawings uh, in my home, and I feel lucky. Just just her drawings. Well, well, uh, um, she has a job, and I don't. So you know, that sounded a little sensual. That's, uh, I don't know if that's appropriate. Uh, I was trying to make it inappropriate. Right. My Sorry. my good friend uh, Jordan. Bokan, Bokan, uh, <laughs> Bokan, uh, posted a uh, tar drawing on the internet that nice. I think everyone needs to look. If you go to my Twitter feed, uh, uh, Ink Studs, uh, I just retweeted it. Uh, Dirty tar, the house cat tar. That's amazing. I love, oh, I love Jordan. Uh, Jordan. It's so Jordan disgusting. Is, is fantastic. Yeah. You like my uh, my six uh, breasts there? <laughs> it's very. Like, oh, you mean in the very picture? Much, yeah, <laughs> those are nice in the drawing too. The whole time <laughs> your breasts were actually dead. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 604-822-8648 to donate I still have a bunch of comics left uh, give a call talk talk to our uh, talk to the hand oh 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 I think there's an after party on Friday night for this too at the uh, Chapel Arts tomorrow night and uh, there'll be chances to donate money towards CITR there so it's a good thing to support if you I like hope to be there college radio is that is peace playing at that uh, Peace, Gal Grayson, Movieland, Sleuth, Babysitter, Bank Robber, and more. What kind All of names are these? All the rest are, are like job suggestions, but yeah. Peace is a pretty good band. You should sleuth? go see them. Do oh. you want to be a Sleuth or a Babysitter or a Bank says Robber? Weed, weed is playing as well. They're good. You I go think Babysitter and Bank Robber should switch up their names so you get Baby, baby Robber. Baby Robber and Bank Sitter. Oh. <laughs> you listen to Baby Robber, Bank Sitter on CITR. <laughs> <laughs> the Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about the horror. I hope that the people that answer the phones don't actually have this on in there because you need to eye contact with them when you walk by. And I think they are apologetic. That's why they didn't lift their head up when I walked by. Man. Uh, oh, no, no. Maybe yeah, I need to drink more of this alcohol-infused whipped topping. To, to comic books? What, what have you been reading, Robin? What have I been reading? I've been reading Dave Taylor comics. Hey. Hey. Uh, I've been reading his old Batman ones. I, I thought you meant Dave Taylor the... Um, Oh, Kevin Taylor, the porn guy, I was thinking. Yeah, no, none of that. the girl artist? No, well, he, he draws some nice stuff. Um, Gor- uh, gorillas? Girls. Girl. Oh, yeah. he, he did some <laughs> some porn when comics. I was, when I was girl, doing... Girl Illa. Girl Illa? Yeah. There was a great heavy metal comic <laughs> where a guy turns a gorilla into, like, a sexy girl, but she's got basically her head and chest are a blue gorilla. woman, but she's yeah. got giant gorilla arms and legs. Ugh, and it, was, all right. it was a weird... It was really well drawn. Um, <laughs> so, sounds like you had a very personal experience with that comic. Yeah, not to brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dave Taylor stuff is pretty neat. The Batman run, because the first issue on it, Batman gets OD'd on ketamine. Oh, nice. So he's like in this weird... Who hasn't? 
It's like Catwoman me. gets him on ketamine. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Did Catwoman do it? That would be amazing. But no, it's Catwoman a... and Batman totally did it originally. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If she like got him on like, ketamine, yeah, and give him roofied a... Batman with ketamine. <laughs> that would be too with perfect. Cat tranquilizer. <laughs> I think yeah. you have a, your next comic. That's there, like if her and like the Scarecrow got together or whatever. It was actually a villain called Narcosis. Well, oh. And he had this like weird white hood. In uh, Matt so Howard's Bugtown comics, wasn't it Narcosis Labs is where the bull daggers hang out? No. I never read it. Am I the only dude that reads Vortex like in here? <laughs> What's that? Isn't Narcosis just the bends or whatever? Nitrogen and Narcosis. Or... <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, did you ever hear the album? Yeah. They did a savage. <laughs> the the bull daggers, they, re- or they released an album that was supposed to be the band. And he wouldn't say who it was in the. Because, you know, because Howarth was obsessed with kind of weird electronic... He always he always mentioned hating, like, talking heads in his thing, which I, was really weird. Who's this? Matt no. Howarth, this old 80s cartoonist who's really... Talking heads are fine. Talking heads are Yeah, amazing. and I love talking heads, which that was kind of weird. But he was like, if it's not uh, Morton Subotnik, it's Well, not he was familiar. really, like, like he loved the Residencer characters oh, in his comic. well, they're cool. He had the band Yellow in there, too. They're bow, bow. So he was just, like, a big Ralph Records supporter. Yeah, no, Ralph was in there. Oh, okay. You know who was the president of the uh, Residence Fan Club for years? Ralph. Matt Groening. Oh, that, wow. Has, has, Gron- has Groening done the, drawn the Residence that I mentioned? Oh, I'm sure somewhere. They, they're in an episode of The Simpsons. He put a stamp on uh, drawing someone else. Did just yeah. not, anytime you see an <laughs> eyeball head with a top hat. That is really weird. Every time someone else does a like, Simpsons comic, it always has a signature on it. Like he's uh, Yeah, I think, that was brand. Pro- I think that was the contract. Yeah, yeah it's really I mean, I guess That's it's why good he's to keep a his zillionaire. name up. like uh, Jim Davis. Doesn't he have that yeah. on his yeah. Garfield? But Jim Davis has never drawn a line. Is that he's, true? He's, he's, only he's drawn a line in the sand. He's drawn a line up his nose. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Cocaine. He didn't oh. even draw those original Lumpy Garfields? No, he probably did. I'm just Those are great. You. Those are Bring great. back Lumpy Garfields. I'm Garfield. like, seriously, if you're listening to this, Jim Davis, I'm coming for you. Garfield <laughs> <laughs> make you feel Mondays. Garfield used to be square-shaped, and now he's... I, I liked Fat Garfield. He was, yeah, yeah he was good. like squares, yeah. and then now he's just circles. He's just a... Ovals, he, yeah. Like the poster, the Olympic po- whatever poster, just the characters that are just circles on top of circles. It's lazy. Yeah. Come on. 604-822-8648. Do so, donate. Dave Taylor's cool. <laughs> yeah, Dave Taylor's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about interviewing him. I'm going to be talking to him next oh, week. Oh, we were talking about the... That's the Tongue Lash guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that one was weird because we were talking before about how it's it's a very Mobius-looking book in a way that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I, I feel like there's that thing with Mobius where he kind of, he's so innovative that he kind of shows you how to, it's it's like copying Mobius's art style directly feels like missing the entire point of him doing it. But I know the tailor for that one, they actually told him to draw like Mobius. Yeah, and I think also he spent time with Mobius as like Mobius's assistant, not assistant, but... Um, he's just sitting in his lap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's <laughs> like petting him like a cat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll find out more, and you'll have to find out more listening to the Ink Studs. It'll be posted on inkstuds.org, and hopefully on here. On Maybe the that's who Narcosis is based on. Mobius? His relationship with Mobius. Mobius got him doped up on ketamine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird because the main character in Tongue Lash is just him redrawing a character from a Mobius Jodorowsky. What's that book? Uh, the sexy one. The sexy one. Oh, uh, oh Angel, Angel Claw? Angel Claw, yeah. yeah. The one where he draws, like, scenes from Madonna's sex book? Yeah. Yeah, that one was really weird. <laughs> with did, there, is monsters, an actual, yeah. there is an actual page drawn where he redrew a Madonna photograph. Isn't was there? it the one with Vanilla Ice? No. <laughs> I need to see that. Whole I was, I was actually thinking, like, I wonder if, if Mobius has ever drawn a Vanilla Ice, and, it, for, and it, for some reason just saying that made me think of 
that he did an incredible drawing of Star Wars Episode One characters, and yeah, I was yeah. like, just that Mobius has had to draw Qui Gon in his life, <laughs> like after he was Mobius and already established. Like, I hope they paid him yeah. in an island. He did a lot of like film, uh, like uh, idea, yeah, kind of Tron, stuff, right? yeah, yeah no. Tron. I feel like Tron is the best Mobius. Him and Sid Mead or whatever. Yeah, Sid, or Sid, did him and Sid Mead work together? Was or Sid they Mead just on did Tron? different Blade things. Runner? No, yeah, Sid Mead. Did well, he Blade work? Runner, he didn't actually work on Blade Runner, but they based a lot of it off of his Long Tomorrow story. With yeah. Dan O'Bannon, who wrote Alien. Yeah, and there's the crossover in that where the, um, what are they called? The Oct- Octurians? Octur- in Aliens, they, they talk about Octurians, as, as like, which are the actual shape-changing aliens in The Long Tomorrow. Mm. And so it's this great crossover between these these fantastic things. You know, and they're like, but the one you with was with male, but it doesn't matter if it's Arcturian. And there's this ridiculous thing in the in the Mobius comic where the Arcturian changes into the guy, and he's like, I can become. It's like I can become anything you want to have sex with you, even yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing they always Many do. Many are away. Yeah, and they always do that <laughs> in science fiction. Like, there's just like like aliens somehow got this misinformation that like humans are really like they really I could like really yeah. yeah. Oh, should I tell? I can talk Is about that my... misinformation. Wait, what? That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, some. I mean, you're a handsome dude. I can see how you could like be cool with that. But some people like you know, I got like black bars over the mirrors in my house, and I need to see it. That's but a shame. You, wouldn't you be like most comfortable with yourself? Maybe not. No, I, don't know. I would be like, I would be nitpicking. I'd just be like, look at how you oh, look gross. Yeah, interesting. You see yourself from all the wrong angles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that every angle. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Now I'm going to bring us to the conclusion. Someone's actually coming out at 3.30. Brian Fukushima. Hello. I mean, goodbye. Oh, oh. Uh, Brandon oh, Graham. Bye, everybody. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and Daniel Gendamaso. Good night. Uh, don't forget, Sandwiches Afternoon. Art Book Opening tomorrow night at Dinamo Jaffe. <laughs> Dynamo. Dynamo. And I'm gonna a Christmas tree at Lightbulb Head. Yeah, yeah it's I'm a really g- impressive book. I, I think people should check it out. It is pretty awesome. Thanks, I'm g- gonna leave us with uh, Brandon's music pick because uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> oh, Brandon, what do I do with you sometimes? Thanks, guys, no and call in six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. And you're welcome. <laughs> It's really mean. What not in the boots actually means two boots coming together, making tasteful lust. Yeah. We're doing this one for all the ladies. Ace Town Boys. Kicking it with my boy Luke. For the 9 3, you know what I'm saying? Because we will be knocking the boots. Shazam Dino They gonna do a little something for you real sexy like you know what I'm saying <laughs> Hey yo check the verse A late night I the back when we made good love Listening to some more game all night long I want that whole thing back Make these moments once again perfect. So won't you, so won't you, um, do it for us, babe. Good love and body rocking, knocking boots all night long. Hey. Making love until we're tired too. 
Yeah. 